This is the Delivery Space Podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change or transformation, we have got some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of project delivery and bring you insights and experience that you won't get from a book. I'm Nisha, welcome, and this is our episode on the Agile Coaching Value System. Femi, how are you doing today? Good morning, Nisha. I'm doing very well, thank you. How about you? I'm okay, thank you. So guys, this is a good friend of ours, Femi Odalusi. Femi has actually been on our podcast before and we were talking about the invitational approach to agile coaching and enterprise agile coaching previously. Femi, hope life has been treating you well since then. Absolutely very well. Thank you so much, Nisha. I can't believe um, it, it was 30th of January 2022. So that's about 11 months to the date and how time flies 11 months almost a year already and life's been full of ups and downs but in the main the ups thank you I'm glad to hear it oh yeah 11 months has like sped by I can't believe we're facing the start of Christmas soon right indeed indeed we're looking forward to it though absolutely Femi, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure, I will. Thank you uh, very much, Nisha. Um, first of all, um, a great appreciation to you and Sharon for having me back. Please tell our Miss Asintelli, I'm sure she'll be watching this um, in due course. So, uh, my name is Femi Odelusi. Um, I'm a coach. I'm a professional coach. And when I say I'm a professional coach, people sometimes ask the question, yeah, but you're an agile coach. Yes, indeed. But a little bit more of that to come later. So, um, who am I? Femi Odelisi, the coach. What do I do? Um, I help teams, I help individuals, I help organizations to be the best they can be. Now, what I've summarized there in a very short statement could actually be unpackaged. And we could spend hours on, you know, what does it mean to help people to be the best they can be? It's basically all about, you know, providing that um, that North Star for people so that they can actually achieve their goals. That's putting it simplistically. Um, in terms of what I do, um, I, you know, I've, I've guided several organizations in so many different sectors to you know, achieving their um, organizational objectives, whether it's transformation, whether it's business agility, whether it's continuous improvement. Uh, you know, clients range for from the current organization I work for, which is BT, British Telecom, um, mm-hmm. to the financial services industry, a wide variety of banks that I've been, you know, fortunate enough to have been engaged with, Lloyds Bank, Royal Bank of Scotland, um, experience, and I remember Barclays, Barclays, and um, there's one that stands out with with me, such data, the Fire Save now. Yeah. So, you know, a wide variety of clients that I've been engaged with have helped me in building up my experience. Now, in addition to the experience, I also happen to 
I've been fortunate enough to have been on a journey, on um, a learning journey that's taken me into so many different, you know, um, aspects of, of, of coaching and of business agility. I happen to be um, an associate certified coach with the International Coaching Federation, ICF, and mm-hmm. I'm a practitioner level coach with EMCC. I'm OSC trained, but I also happen to be a Scrum Alliance certified team coach. So, um, and lest I forget, I'm also a CIF program consultant. Now, just want to go back in time, way back in time, a very, very long time ago where my career started, my professional career started in the world of accountancy. I'm a chartered accountant. So all of these put together make me who I am today. So how did I get into the systems world? Well, I remember a client that I was working with, they wanted to, um, you know, convert their manual systems to computerized systems. And they needed people who had a fundamental background in accountancy. And guess what? I was a prime <laughs> candidate for that. And that's how I got into working with developers who were developing applications for, um, you know, front-end, back-end database systems. And that's how I, you know, got introduced into the, you know, tech, tech space in the IT world, specifically to address the question about how did I get into Agile coaching? Naturally, starting off as a Scrum master, trained as a Scrum master, and then practicing Scrum. And let me repeat that again, practicing Scrum. Not doing Scrum, but practicing it. I started to understand the value of collaboration. I started to understand the value of serving others. And then mm. I started to understand the power of coaching. Mm. And you know me, Nisha. Once I start to understand and appreciate something, I don't stop. So my journey with the Scrum Alliance took me to become one of the very few Scrum Alliance certified team coaches. I wasn't happy enough just to be a Scrum master. I wanted to actually take it to the level that I can help organizations, individuals, teams to actually grow in their agility. One thing I want to pick up on that you said, which is um, of great value personally to me, is the fact that you took the choice and the time out to make sure that you were practicing Scrum effectively before you took the step into Agile coaching. I feel that there are a lot of practitioners out there who will work on um, a few change initiatives or work with a few teams, a Scrum master, and then consider themselves seasoned enough to then progress into agile coaching when the experience and the richness of experience they don't have behind them. And I think that's what makes agile coaching a very, very hard role then to feel like you're achieving in if you can't back it up by the richness of experience, which which sounds like you actually took the time out to make sure that, you know, you you strapped yourself up with that experience before you took the next step. Without a doubt. I mean, the one thing I would add to that, um, what you've just said, Anisha, is the fact that for me, agile coaching is something that evolved. It's Mm. something that um, I didn't set out to become an agile coach. It evolved throughout my practice of Scrum. 
-hmm. natural evolution. Um, people are at the center of what I do. And being a people's person actually pivoted me to being able to be that coach. And mm. I, I know we're going to talk about that in a minute or so, but there's always that question. How do you know when you're a coach? How do you know? The unfortunate thing about um, today's world is Agile coaching appears to be, and I might be wrong with this, everywhere you turn, organizations are just labeling individuals as agile coaches, even though they may not be involved in any way coaching. It's mm. probably becoming a bit of a fad where everyone mm. just, you know, acquires the title of, of coaching. And, and I say that with all due respect to everyone who's an agile coach. But if you've not been trained as a coach, how can you be a coach? Yeah. Not doing coaching, but being, the being of a coach. Because mm. yes, that stance that itself, yeah, Absolutely. that stance itself stance, yes. yeah, is hard to adopt if you've been in a doing role, yes. but also in pressurized situations as well. And it, and again, this is a whole different conversation. Femi, you're right. Indeed. Well, you and I can explore it another time yes. around, um, you know, uh, airlifting agile coaches into situations when really you don't need an agile coach. You're actually looking yes. for someone to manage a particular yeah. situation rather than cultivate a team to get the best yeah. out of them. And I see yeah. that I happening a lot. Can I just share the one that will make you chuckle a little bit? Oh, um, go on. I need a chuckle. It's a Sunday an morning. An organization that has no trace of agility hires an agile coach. An agile coach in situation observes that there is no, there's no desire to embrace agility. An agile coach now questions, um, what do you need me for? Oh, you're an agile coach. We want you to help us grow our agility. But I don't see the seeds of agility being sown yet. You can't mm -hmm. grow something when you haven't sown the seeds. And the mm -hmm. agile coach found themselves in such a difficult situation because mm -hmm. they've been brought on to help mature agility, but the fundamentals are lacking. So it makes yeah. their job a lot more difficult because they have to take a step back to sow those seeds, water the, seed, the soil, you know, weed the soil, and allow time for the seeds to germinate. Yeah. And start having a chat with senior management about key behaviors, Absolutely. key cultural changes. Um, and sometimes I think agile coaches are also kept at a team level rather than um, the recognition that actually their role is not just to be kept down at a team level. Um, looking, even looking across a set of teams, their, their job is to be able to scan that organization, to do a forward scan on that organization strategy and say, to be ready for what you want to achieve, you're going to have to set yourself up in this way. Absolutely. This is the point that I'm just going to cross-reference listeners to go back to our previous recording and make sure oh, that yes. they actually talk about that because we talked about enterprise coaching. Yeah. Um, we talked about the coach in, in enterprise agility. 
and you know coaching beyond teams coaching beyond individuals you know taking a system view um, the organizational aspect that is fundamental to the job of an agile coach i mean <laughs> I, I find it difficult to actually describe the role of an agile coach where are the boundaries they don't they don't exist because the They're role of an agile coach is to actually help and guide mm -hmm. the organization what is the organization the organization could be a legal entity on its own but primarily mm -hmm. it's made up of people who work in the organization so the focus of agile coaching should be on the people who work in the organization because they are the ones who deliver value yeah absolutely and well said coming back to the value system uh sure. femi talk to me about the agile coaching value system what does it mean mm. to you so for me the agile coaching value system incorporates so many elements now what might help is for me to just not to go too deep into it because mm -hmm. time is of the essence if I had all day, you know, you and I would do this justice, but we have a limited yeah. time. So I'm just going to scratch the surface a bit. Agile coaching value system. Value system itself actually starts with values. The value system starts with values. And when we talk about values, you know, people who are familiar with Scrum or any other agile framework, they've heard things such as respect, courage, focus, openness, commitment. These are values that you don't actually touch. You don't feel it. They are brought to life. They exist mm. in the relationships, the collaboration between various entities who work in an agile situation. So those values are fundamental. So I just thought I'd put that up front, where there's no respect, where there's lack of courage, where there's no focus, where there's no openness and transparency, and where there's a lack of commitment. It mm. makes it a lot more difficult for the agile, value, agile coaching value system to thrive. Now, beyond values, you now have principles. And what do we mean by principles? It's not an exhaustive list. It continuously grows. But the key things that stand out when we talk about principles, we refer to things like collaboration. We mm. talk about technical excellence of especially knowledge workers. We talk about trust, trust being a principle. Even those people would argue that, well, trust should really be a value, but trust should be a principle. And I'm only going to say two words when it comes to trust. I'm going to mention psychological safety. Let's not go too deep into that because when people hear that, they know exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, as part of the principles, we also talk about continuous improvement, not just be content with what we've got. Before the recording started, um, we made reference to how Riverside, for instance, continuously improve the application. Yeah based yeah. on customer feedback and that is that is absolutely key as one of the principles but there's also the 
obvious one, the obvious principle of simplicity. Uh, my colleagues from BT, if they're watching this, they will attest to one fact. I always emphasize, keep things simple. You know, the most complex solutions in the world are nothing but an aggregation of several small, simple solutions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a lot of organizations try to crack that complex problem. You're wasting time. Break them down into small, simple solutions and focus on, the, see, that's the word, focus. Focus on those small, simple solutions. And guess what? You've cracked the problem. So keeping it simple, but also fast and frequent delivery. Mm. Don't wait for six months. Deliver mm. as often as possible, frequently, but fast. And what does that enable? It enables fast feedback loop so that yeah. we're able to respond to changing requirements. We're able to ensure that we have high customer satisfaction. So those are some of the underlying principles that I want to touch on as far as they are, as part of the Agile Coaching Value System. Now, I'm going to talk about the next one, which is tools. And this is contrary to what we have in the Agile manifest, Manifesto, okay, where we, we don't place too much emphasis on tooling and tools at the expense of customer satisfaction. But on the tooling side, we cannot underemphasize best techniques, especially when we talked about continuous improvement and we talked about um, simplicity. The best techniques enable us, when we adopt the best techniques, we build in quality, we ensure that we continuously improve, we also ensure that we have simplicity at the back of everything we do. So using the best techniques is actually fundamental to fast and frequent delivery. There's yeah. no point using COBOL programming language when you're in, using a cloud technology. It just will not work. You need to use the best techniques that are appropriate for the right environment. But equally important from a tooling perspective is data collection. Now, why is data collection very important? In today's world of data analytics, artificial intelligence, algorithms, organizations need to ensure that they generate data. However, it's not the data collection that matters the most. It's the insights that businesses are able to generate from the data mm. that is collected that enables them to propel to move forward to to become business agile organizations equally important with data collection is data visualization and we talked about transparency earlier on the visualization techniques enable us to actually make um, um data visible make work visible so that knowledge workers can actually see the downstream impact of the value that they're adding. If we don't have visualization boards, then it makes it very difficult for those who are doing the work to actually know how well they're doing. Yeah, and then the last absolutely. one I'm going to talk how... about. Oh, sorry, Femi, I was just going to say that 
you know, moving the needle on progress is something that yes. we need to be able to see. It's doing justice to the work that Absolutely. the teams are putting in. And it's it's creating an awareness um, within yes. senior management of Absolutely. an awareness and the, an appreciation of the agility that you're introducing. Absolutely. Right. It's it's evidence of the work that the teams are doing. So I, I fully agree. Data plays a yeah. big part. Surfacing yes. that data, showing that progress is a big part. It's a great principle yeah. to guide with. Yeah. And when we talk about visualization, we're also talking about it within the concept, context of measurements. Now, mm. I was inclined to use the word metrics, but metrics and measurement are two different things. I prefer, personally, I prefer measurement because you're basically measure, measuring what matters, not generating metrics. Mm. Metrics are what comes out of, you know, a variety of systems and indicators. Mm. Whereas measurement, you can measure, for instance, customer satisfaction, but you can now generate metrics from what you measure. Mm. So I know it's plain words, but, um, and the last one I was going to say there is, from a tooling perspective, again, feedback is very important. And, and you know, when we have organizations who engage the services of an agile coach, mm. sometimes they typically think that an agile coach is just, you know, a person who does one thing, agile coaching. But what exactly is that agile coaching? We have so many modalities. And just for the sake of transparency, I'm just going to list them out, you know, coaching teaching, facilitation, mentoring, team building, mm. services to the organization. An agile coach, a, a well-seasoned, trained and experienced agile coach knows how to switch hats when you're switching these modalities. Agile coaching is not one thing and one thing only. It's a combination of a wide variety of, of modalities that makes us who we are. And the last one is when we talk about the, you know, um, agile coaching value systems, we also consider the focus, um, the sphere of influence. So fundamentally, it's all about individuals, people, but we also work with teams and teams of teams and, and hereby brings another point that I haven't actually mentioned up until now. When we talk about teams of teams, straight away, we're talking about scaled scenarios, scaled mm. agile teams. It's all well and good coaching individuals and individual teams. But when we start to talk, coach teams of teams, and when we start to coach, well, some people call them tribes, um, you know, depending on what, which, which model an organization is adopting. And then we also have leadership teams that agile coaching involves. And mm. then the organization as a whole. So when we talk about, you know, the role of an agile coach, you can actually see the fragmentation, but the whole, the system as a whole is made up of different parts. The sum of the parts is what the agile coach is there to do to hold it together, to hold the organization as a whole together, while also within this context of external stakeholders and customers. So final point, 
two key objectives that I want to make sure that I bring out when we talk about the Agile Culture Value System. Number one, continuous improvement, which leads to number two, business agility. <laughs> Thank you, Femi. I have a final question for you, my friend. It's been a pleasure to listen to you and also um, a pleasure to actually connect on those different levels based on you, you're clearly talking from experience and what you've learned as an agile coach. And it's what I've actually um, witnessed in terms of some key challenges and key principles that amazing agile coaches that I've worked with, I've seen use in the workplace for great effect. Um, what bearing does your personal set of values have on being the best agile coach that you can be for me? Wow, bearing. <laughs> um, the key point I want to sort of highlight here is the alignment of my personal values with the values that I subscribe to as a professional coach. So, you know, the bearing of my own personal values cannot take, be taken out of context and evaluated mm -hmm. on their own. When I talk about my personal values, the first one that actually stands out is professionalism. That word on its own speaks to everything I do through and through professional. But there's also the aspect of my value of co-creation. I work mm -hmm. with clients and I work to the service of clients. And I do it in a humane manner. Diversity and, and um, inclusiveness matter a great deal to me. So it matters to me as a coach that I work in diverse environments in so many different ways. And this brings about the respect and the kindness with which I work with clients. And it, I do so in a safe environment where there's integrity and equitability. And mm -hmm. then finally, my ultimate value is to ensure that this success for my clients. So I have a responsibility to clients. I have a responsibility to practice and performance as a coach. I have a responsibility to professionalism. And by and large, I have a responsibility to the society within which I operate. Everything I do fits within the context of societal values. So the bearing of my own personal values to my role as an agile coach is keeping my eye on these expectations that I pledge to and make sure I operate within ethical framework. I, I, I can really appreciate that. From my point of view, I feel like agile coaches have a great opportunity here to to actually consider how what they say, where, what their speech is, the intention with where they're coming from has, has direct influence on those people that they are working with. So to Absolutely. not be in touch with your own value system um, and not really understand what you actually stand for um, is, is gonna make it harder. Um, for those that are wanting to be agile coaches, I think Indeed. it's a very it's a very inside out journey. You do have to know what you stand for. You Absolutely. do have to have 
done that work on yourself to understand what your values are, how they're going to translate to your speech, how they're going to translate to how you speak mm. to teams, how they're mm. going to speak translate to how you know you are as a coach. Um, Absolutely. And your Absolutely. actions towards your teams. Yeah. If there is a disparity, we're all human. It's going to come out, right? Indeed. Yes. I mean, the key point that you've also mentioned today, just now, Nisha, is who we are as a coach. Yeah. Who we? How do we show up? And when yeah. we show up, how are we of service to the client? That's it. Those are the key values that I want to take leave people with to reflect on. How we show mm. up and how we be of service to our client. I want to leave it there too. Thank you so much, Femi, it's for your time today. Thank you. Um, if people want to get hold of you, Femi, and work with you, how can they do that? The best way is to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I've got a website, femiadelucicoaching.com, but in case you can't reach me, on that, by all means, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Femi Odelusi. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Thank you, everyone, for joining and listening. Make sure you follow us on our social media channels so you don't miss out on any updates. Bye for now from the delivery space. Thank you, and bye for now.